There is no doubt we live in a proud world. Man has built great cities. The motor industry has built faster cars. The medical industry has advanced tremendously. Let's now take a look at some slides and let's see where we have come from. one of those. Nebuchadnezzar 
was at home in my palace, content and prosperous. I had a dream that made me afraid. As I was lying in bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me. So I commanded all the wise men of Babylon to be brought before me to interpret the dream for me. When the magicians and the enchanters and astrologers and designers came, I told them the dream, but they could not interpret it for me. Finally, Daniel came into my presence and I told him the dream. He is called Belshazzar after the name of my God, and the spirit of the Holy God is in him. I said, Belshazzar, chief of the magicians, I know that the spirit of God is in you, and no mystery is too difficult for you. Here is my dream. Interpret it for me. These are the details that I saw while in bed. I looked, and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large, tall, and its top touched the sky. It was visible to the end of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under each wild animal found shelter, and the birds lived in its branches. From every creature, and from it every creature was fed. In the vision, I saw one lying in bed. I looked, and there before me was a cherubim, a messenger, coming down from heaven. He cried in a loud voice, cut down the tree and trim off its branches. Trim off its leaves and cut off its fruit. Let the animals eat from under it and the birds from its branches. Let the sound and its fruit, bound with iron and bronze, remain in the ground, in the grass of the field. Let him present the dew from heaven and let him leave with the animals and among the plants of the field. Let his mind descend from that of a man, and let him be given the mind of an animal to examine how it comes. And the magician is allowed to believe the Holy One is God Himself, so that the reason may know that no person or creature or item can touch the secret of the Holy One's wisdom or perfect Made your thoughts your own God. And therefore, 
in 12 months' time, I'm going to strip you of your kingdom. Your kingdom is going to be stripped from you. You will lose everything. You'll be turned into a, a beast and driven from your kingdom. You will eat grass like an ox for seven years until you understand that I am God who is in charge. That's what he was telling him in a nutshell. And Daniel conveys this to Nebuchadnezzar. It doesn't faze him. Even when Daniel says, oh king, repent. Maybe God can change his mind. It doesn't. Absolutely doesn't. Repent for which God? I am a God. And that was his attitude. The Bible doesn't tell us whether it was six months later or when, but what the Bible does say is this. One day, he was walking in his garden, probably admiring the hanging baskets of Babylon, because I heard that was where one of the seven wonders was. And he said this to himself. After he looked around, he said, is not this the great Babylon I have built as a royal residence by my mighty power for the glory of my majesty? The Bible says as soon as he said that, he went insane, he was turned into a beast, and driven from his kingdom. He lost everything. Now the question is, how did she get here? How did she get here? We find the answer in previous verses. Daniel chapter 1. Next slide. Daniel chapter 1 says this. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and defeated. And this is what I want everyone to know. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with the articles from the temple of God. If you know this, the history of Israel, no nation conquered Israel if God did not permit that nation to do so. So, Nebuchadnezzar, sorry, it wasn't the fitness of your horses or your, or your chariots. It was God that gave that, that gave Jerusalem over to you. Second slide. When Kidnapped, Nebuchadnezzar had the, the second, the first dream. He had a dream. He didn't even tell his magicians, oh, this is my dream. Can you, 
intercessor could come in. He says, no, she can do that. Don't be too deep. He just says, I had a dream last night. You tell me what is it, and the minute, or all of you are going to die. And look at what Daniel says to him. Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. Amen. Second thing, Nebuchadnezzar is all about God. Again, he builds this uh, a statue of gold for himself and commands his whole kingdom to bow down to it. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refuse to do that, what does he do? He throws them into a furnace. Let's read what happens. Next slide. When they refuse to bow down, the king made, they said the king's order was so urgent. And the furnace was so hot. That's basically, he hit up the furnace seven times. He was going to make an example of this man. How dare him? How dare them defy God? Why defy? Who are they to defy him? So he says, the furnace so hot that the flame of the fire, it was so hot that it killed, I killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the three men, family tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Next slide. This is another time for God. And when they fell into the furnace, the Bible says this. His Nebuchadnezzar lifted his face in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that were tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth one looks like the son of man. How many more times would this man live? How many of us know that we, we, we can be blinded by crowds that we do not notice the obvious? In, on his part, his Nebuchadnezzar was taking the glory that belonged to God and putting it on himself. He was self-worshipping himself. And you might be tempted to say this, what an egomaniac, and we'll be right to think so. But the question is, are we any different? When was the last, what, what was the last instruction that God gave us? Have we done it? Has God told you this year or last year, this is how I want you to be trusting with me? 
Oh, this is what I want you to do. Read more of your word. Oh, I want you to stop this behavior. And you have to continue. You see, you are not so different. As children of God, we are not immune to pride. We are not immune to pride whatsoever. That's why God says, I impose the power and give grace to the humble. Because you know what? When we do not obey God, that is a form of pride. That is why God demonstrated humility and servanthood through the life of Jesus. You know, when God gives us an instruction, He always shows us how to do it. Right? So let's look at Philippians chapter 2, 1 to 11. This is talking about Jesus. The Bible says, do not, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking at your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the mindset of Christ Jesus. Who, in the, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to, to use to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the nature of a servant. Be made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. What a savior. What an example for us. And this is the behavior. This is the kind of dependency that God wants to see from our lives as we live in a proud world. And this is what King Nebuchadnezzar finally realized in his exile. In his own exile. Let's see. Daniel chapter 4. end of the seven years. And as I was studying this, I said, oh, tired of eating grass, are ya? So at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the most I honored and glorified him who lives forever. Praise God. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the people of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the power of heaven and the people of the earth. No one
before you got to the island of faith and healing, what had you done? Now this is a great, this life is less than that. You know, chapter 4 is a testimony. I deliberately did not read verse 1 to 3. Because as a spirit who controls such a vast kingdom, he started chapter 4 with this. Now he's becoming a witness. After he learned his lesson, he's a witness now. And think about the vastness of his of his kingdom. He says to the nations and people of every language who live in all the earth, may you trust and break it. It is my pleasure. To tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders the Most High God has performed for me. How great are His signs? How mighty His wonders? His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. Praise God. That's a presumption. His testimony. Andy about being a scattered servant. 
Let us be scattered servants with humble hearts who are completely and totally dependent on God for our every move. Praise God. 